Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. Jay, hey, anything Michael. new in your world? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I got married yesterday. That's kind of new. That's new. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was awesome. We went to uh, Santa Barbara, had a beautiful wedding, and uh, now I'm back to work. It's <laughs> just like, wow, that... That was just like, okay, we got married. I, I, It's funny. You posted on Facebook, we told the kids we're getting married, and the next day, yep. we're married. I'm like, yeah, what is we, this, the Brady Bunch? Yeah, we, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. We, um, we told our parents first, then we told the kids, and then the next day, uh, my before beautiful anybody, wife, Kelly Before I, anybody could get worked up yeah. about it, you're like, too late, done. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody has a reason why these two shouldn't be up oh, too de- too late? It's too done. late. We're gone. Yeah, it's like one of those Geico ads. You know, you can't skip this ad because it's already over. Exactly. So, so the the big question is, why the hell are you here recording an episode when you should be on a honeymoon? Um, <laughs> she is a school teacher, and uh, you know, I've I've got commitments as well. So, what we're going to do is uh, over the uh, holiday break, we're gonna we're gonna take a little trip together. But uh, Good deal. yeah, it's uh, plus you know uh, we've been together for for a while, and uh, it's it's pretty great. Awesome. Well, that's good. Thanks. Congrats. Congrats. So um, we did take last week off. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Related happy post Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and early ho- happy holidays to whatever holiday you 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 choose right. to celebrate. Um, so this week, um, we've got a special guest joining us, and um, you know I don't think we're going to need a lot of lead up here to it, other than it's a great conversation about artist merchandising. Yeah, and, people and, don't know how important merch is to your overall mix as being a, an artist. And I think this discussion is fascinating on a lot of levels, no matter if you're a new developing artist or one that's, you know, been around a while. Yeah, you know, I, in my opinion, you need to take your merchandising creative career as serious as you do the recording of your music. Yeah. Yeah. You can't and, go without one or the other. The, the music is the reason you can do merchandising, but let's be honest, you're probably going to sell a lot more merchandise than you will sell music. That's right, and you'll sell multiple things to one uh, customer yeah. you know, over the years. Um, and you made, you made the point earlier uh, about how this has changed. I mean, years ago, it was kind of frowned upon to exploit your brand your logo you know and sell tons of merch and it was typical to have a tour program or a black t-shirt and that was about it and if you stepped outside of that it, it was kind of frowned upon and nowadays it's it's not that way at all whether it's meet and greet packages whether it's unusual merch items whether it's limited edition runs whether it's you know selling uh your music vinyl cds whatever at shows it's got to be a part of your business and it's not frowned upon anymore exactly exactly so um let's just keep it rolling here we've got patrick mahoney who's the executive vice president at manhead merchandise who's going to join us for i don't know about 45 minutes and um, we'll come back when it's all done and ask you a little homework question, and we'll wrap things up. So, Patrick Mahoney.
Uh, so I want to welcome Patrick Mahoney to uh, the Music Biz Weekly podcast this week. Um, Patrick is the executive vice president at Manhead Merchandise, and uh, I know I'm excited to have somebody from merchandising joining us. Let me let me give everybody a little bit of Patrick's, you know, a two-minute background of, of where Patrick comes from here. Patrick's been part of the music and entertainment merchandising world for over 20 years with practical experience in every facet of the industry. Artist relations, operations, production, licensing, sponsorship, budgeting, finance, and administration. Um, Fifteen of those 20 years were spent in senior-level positions in New York, London, L.A., and Nashville. Patrick's also been a high, has a high level of practical experience in other areas of the music industry, including artist management, tour production, and accounting. Um, despite all your varied experience... Patrick still considers working with artists his favorite endeavor. Don't we all? I mean, that's why we're doing this, because we love working with artists. There are hundreds of bands on his worked with, worked with list, including Oasis, Radiohead, Godsmack, Slipknot, Moby, Mudvayne, Of Monsters and Men, Fallout Boy, Train, Yes, Danzig, Rush, Suicide Silence, Blues Traveler, The Moody Blues, Blood on the Dance Floor, Fish, Jimmy Cliff, In This Moment, Brian Sensor. Brian Setzer, and the list just goes on and on and on. There's some pretty good names there. You've yeah. worked with Patrick. You make, um, you make, you make me sound awesome. <laughs> Isn't that what our bios are supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks um, for having me. As, as I said, I'm excited to have somebody from the merchandising world join us. I've, I've Over the years, I've told people I've worked in merchandising before, but... For me to say it is is one thing. I think to have somebody else come in and talk about it adds a whole different um, level of discussion to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just talk about artist merchandising. You know, let me throw this out and tell me if I'm wrong, right, what you feel. A lot of the clients I work with to this day still seem to look at artist merchandising as almost an afterthought to some extent. It's almost yeah. like, oh, by the way, let's not forget to do a t-shirt. Let's not forget to do some merchandising. And and I beat people up all the time going, that that needs to be your that needs to be right up there when you're thinking about recording an album. You need to be think about merchandising. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious I think to all of us that's become a significant revenue stream and a source of survival literally for many artists. Sure. Absolutely. You know, I mean, um, been doing this for 20 years now and, 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 and you're absolutely right. Uh, the early days when you make a phone call or, or a cold call or try to get in touch with a, a band or an artist manager, I mean, you, you definitely felt that, you know, this, this, that it was sort of, like you said, an afterthought. Um, I do think that's improved a little bit, a little bit easier to get people on the phone than it once was or, or by email. But, but um, I agree. I mean, there's still, um, a lot of times we have tours that go out that we're we're looking at artwork and, and and logistics two or three weeks before the tour starts just because that's when you know our client is getting to it. Um, you know I don't I don't mean to throw in throw any, anyone under the bus by saying that, but but you know it's still sort of a reality. Um, but I mean you're absolutely right. I mean the, the, it's all, I think it's always been that way, especially for a lot of the alternative bands. I mean the funny thing is is you know I've you know we've probably bought thousands of transmissions for vans just by the nature of, of you know, uh, 
giving some some t-shirts out on spec and then um, you know not getting the bill paid right away. You know, I think it's all, always been a source of survival. I just think that uh, the, the the economic reality sort of climbed the, up the food chain quite a bit. Talk for a second about what merch is first first off, because I think there are different views of of what merch is. Some people think it's as simple as just having you know a T-shirt available at a show, but it goes much deeper than that, doesn't it? I mean, it goes from you know, like you just mentioned, you know, maybe some of these meet and greet packages um, that have become very popular over the years. And and Michael, you were around when that was just being kind of uh, you know a launch. Yeah, absolutely. So, talk a little bit about. What do you see in merch? I mean, what is merch these days with the artists that you work with? Um, I think it's, you, you know, everything, um, every, every sort of piece of collateral that's not, um, you know, part of like, you know, the, the music or the, or the live experience. I mean, it's, it's all the adjunct stuff. Um, to your point, you know, we right away knew that getting into VIP was just a, was an extension of what we were already doing. We already had the e-commerce platforms to sell the packages. It was just another product really. Um, and we had the ability to, you know, bundle, you know, soft goods with, with the experiences. And it's, um, you know, that's sort of what it's become. Are, are you, are you still finding though that when you, and, and maybe this is more for newer bands, younger bands, not, not the bands that have had long careers behind them, but when you are talking merchandise, sort of to Jay's point, all they're thinking about is a black t-shirt and a baseball cap initially. Yeah, that's changing though. I mean, you know, we, we had to sort of figure out a way. I mean, we, we had we had bands coming to us, you know, in the last three years that maybe are playing thousand seaters or seven hundred and fifty seaters and, and, and the, the bus is literally parked out front, you know, and the challenge we had to figure out is how to make a VIP experience worth fifty dollars or seventy five dollars when you had an even chance of just waiting in front of the bus for those guys to walk off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that 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 definitely has to be a challenge, especially for younger bands. Is yeah. is how do you add that VIP value when odds are you could probably meet them at the Seven Eleven coming out of the tour bus, walking down the street sure. that afternoon. Hotel. Yeah, so we've been smart about you know we've been I, we've I, you know I, we've we've tried to be smart about that, but more importantly to your question is we've we've uh, I found that a lot of, a lot of these younger bands are just a lot more keen on on what they can do and and and. Um, you know how they can, um, you know, make more money. Sure, maybe you know yeah, the sound check has become pretty popular. You know, oh, you totally. Come yeah. in, and watch the sound check. Maybe you get first few rows, or you get some type of merch that, you know, maybe is limited or just for those folks who do those. I mean, if if I had those types of experiences when I was in high school. I mean, I would have sold my car, you know, when Queen was touring or early Van Halen or Cheap Trick, you know, those types of things. And, you know, it seems as though bands like Kiss have really pioneered this and made it special, you know, with their acoustic performances and, and all of that. But even for some of these smaller bands, it sounds like you can still do it as part of the package. Maybe it's not $1,000, maybe it's $100, mm-hmm. but it's still a great experience, right? Right. Yeah, no, we've we've had a lot of success at that level, you know, awesome. just just delivering exactly what you said. Do, do do you feel like at this at this point in the music industry, bands have given up the the thought of merchandising and VIP as mm-hmm. as um, 
a money grab. You know, you know, years ago that used to be it used to be kind of a look down upon. Yeah, it was a negative. That, that that it was a negative that you were selling out if you put your logo on all this stuff and you were selling meet and greets. But is 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 the reality of the new industry pretty much squashed that train of thought? Well, I think the yeah, well, yeah, because I think you know the industry has to react to what ultimately what the what the fans want, and 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 you know the idea of you know when I was a kid, you know you 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 know you'd see Aerosmith maybe once a month on the cover of Circus or something, and that's that's all the access that you ever got. But I mean, these days, you know, it's 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 sort of expected and um, pretty much demanded. I think that 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 fans have you know more immediate access to. Their favorite bands, and 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 so I don't know if the industry changed it. I think just sort of consumer habits changed that, you know. So I don't. But but you know, I think to some extent the industry changed because so back back in two thousand three when I first started doing um, the VIP packages um, with Kiss, you know, there was a lot prior to that. There was a lot of thought within the industry and bands of. You, you can't sell that. You can't sell that access to your, your most diehard fans. That's, that's frowned upon. And overnight, you know, Kiss goes out and sells $1,000 packages and everybody's loving it. And then every band is jumping on the bandwagon. Almost everybody was like, okay, it's a little odd to be doing this. But to what you were saying, the fans want it. And they're not upset to pay for it. So we as an industry have to change our views on this and go, all right, let's sell that access. If, they're, if they're willing to pay for it and they're happy to pay for it, then we sell it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think you, go ahead. it's a symbiotic relationship. It always has been. I mean, you, you know, we're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a business where we have to help deliver what people want, you know, and... Uh, yeah. You know, good, good. You know, good thing it has evolved. You know, because because the, the the challenges of monetizing the different different elements of, of of the industry have changed so much, and we've 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 got another one that seems to be growing, and who knows where the who knows where the where it ends. You know. So yeah. can can you can you explain to our listeners the difference between merchandising and licensing? Um, you know, uh, selling selling a a tour T-shirt versus a license, and and what that difference means to the artist. I mean, because to the fan, there really isn't any difference because they're just buying a product with a logo on it. But to the band, it is a big difference between you know going out and licensing your images and you yourself producing some T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, we you know we do both, and 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 probably the easiest way to look at it is. Is the you know maybe call the merchandising all the direct sales that we do? So obviously your tour merchandise, um, you know we we ship directly to a bunch of retailers. Um, You know we ship directly through uh, the e-commerce sites, but we also have the ability uh, for and we do it for a bunch of our bands. Tends to be our bigger bands to to sort of manage the 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 visual rights of of the artist. Like take Fall Out Boy for example, is that you know in, in addition to the stuff that we produce and distribute directly, you know, we have deals with, you know, a, a poster company and a calendar company and, uh, you know, a glassware company and, and uh, you know, we, we, we were able to duplicate um, these same ranges of products in foreign countries by licensing out the rights to, you know, local companies and other territories to, to basically do the same thing. And it's just like any other licensing agreement, they're given the, they're given the right 
to uh, use the artwork and the images, uh, you know, and we, we set parameters on how it can be used and, and how it should be presented and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, and then they pay us a, a royalty, a consideration back, which we split with the band. So it's, uh, you know, in some cases for the right artists could be easily, you know, easily half their total earnings through licensing for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, uh, I, I spent years working for Kiss and there you go. There's, there's the, the, the gods of licensing oh, out totally. yeah. your, your brand to anybody and everybody, mm -hmm. um, you know, they produce very little direct merchandise themselves. They, mm -hmm. they, they, a lot, they sell the rights, they license the rights to somebody else. A company like yourself manages those rights for them. Right, right. And, and I, I think it's important for artists to keep in mind, that's not something, if, you know, unless you've got a strong brand history almost behind mm -hmm. your, your band, if you're brand new out of the box, licensing um, your images and likeness probably is not going to be a viable revenue stream. You have to you have to get to a point where people are they're clamoring for your product is what it, you know what it comes down to. Right. I mean, it's a brand. I mean, you have to build a brand like you would build any brand. Right. Uh, you know, and, and start and start here and expand it out and sort of be strategic about. Um, your next moves. I mean, you can look at this tons of case studies outside of music, like recently, like you know, fashion lines like Ruka and things like that, have, that that have nailed that perfectly and gone from from nothing to something big and and maintained every ounce of their credibility. Yeah, and there are some artists, even you know, I work with a couple of artists that are you know larger artists that prefer to keep it all in house, mm -hmm. and they prefer to have you know the personnel on staff mm -hmm. to design, create, and they keep that control right and that seems to work for them even at a larger scale i mean we typically think of you know people like fallout boy or or kiss some of these larger ones where you know they might want to license that out and gain more revenue doing that but there is something to be said for you know uh, the control that you have uh, by keeping it in house but i think if you're going to really uh, scale and, and uh, you know, try to do kind of a, a global business, it becomes a lot more difficult to do that without uh, a partner. Yeah. Well, I can't recommend anyone keeping their merchandise in-house, of course. But, but, you know, it obviously does work. And it's, it's you know, something like, you know, I'm, you know a good example that, I, that I'm familiar with is, is bef I, I guess, before they broke up the first time, I mean, I did a little bit of work with Fish, and, 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 for example, and they would, they'd, you know, completely centralized control and, and, and they did do a couple licenses and, and in that case we were the license holder for, for fish and we did some retail but yeah I mean and it worked for them I, you know I think the, where we really add to the table is the scale um, you know you, you know you sort of get you sort of get um, you know you know sort of leasing experience as opposed to sort of making it a, you know an in-house expense and you know we also partner financially too with with bigger artists I mean it's, sure. it's not it's not uh, out of the question for us to to uh, you know, advance against future earnings to help a to help a, a project get off the off the ground or whatever you know. So yeah. I mean, you know, we bring things to the table that that definitely. Yeah, and works. I would imagine you have relationships that they couldn't possibly have, whether it's with retailers, you know, whoever it is, where you can distribute uh, the product um, that maybe your typical artist and management team might not have. 
Yeah, I mean, on retail, there's, I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a baked-in knowledge base that you're not going to have that we've had to develop, and there's, there's also a cost to it too. I mean, to ship a, to ship a retailer like Hot Topic um, requires you to have a certain, you know, access to a certain um, online computer system, for example, and, and it only gets worse from there if you go into Target or Walmart. I mean, or Amazon, uh, or Amazon, yeah. you know, and 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 uh, there's certainly that, and, and and buying power too. Obviously, we we buy. You know, a tremendous amount of raw material every year, and and, and I'd say that our prices are rock bottom, and probably not something right. you would be able to touch right away. You know, and you're managing returns as well, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's uh, returns, well, and returns then also and, 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 the financials, and the accounting, and the financials. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. you know the in 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 my view, the few bands that would do um, all of this in house usually are pretty significant in size. Mm-hmm. They're they're like the Metallicas, the Grateful Deads, where mm-hmm. they've act because what you end up having to do is you have to duplicate the entire infrastructure of something like your company, Patrick. You mm-hmm. know, you have to hire those people. You can't just sit here and tell the, the the you know your guitar tech. Well, you're off tour. We're off tour for the next six months. So now I want you to start calling retailers and soliciting yeah. our product. No, that's not the way it it's works. Not, you you not. you have to have an entire staff devoted to it. Right. That's a significant investment, and unless you're a band that can afford that investment, um, it just doesn't make sense to try and do this yourself. I mean, yeah. e- even the little bands should not try to do this themselves because I can't tell you how many times I've just seen them completely miss the boat when it even comes to just customer service mm-hmm. how how do, you know that order comes in and you realize that nobody's been collecting your orders for the last three weeks and shipping them out well who's <laughs> going to do that now oh you know we're shipping them out of my parents garage you know make sure you get paid make sure you yeah. get paid make 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 sure your fans are happy because they aren't waiting two weeks for a t-shirt to show up and it shows up after the show that they wanted to wear it to there, right. You know, the simplest little things like fulfillment and customer service it's a big are deal. a huge nightmare, a huge yeah. nightmare that, that somebody like yourself has the, the bandwidth and the experience to manage. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, you know, it's also, what is it, a right brain business? I don't know. Which is the artistic side, left or right? Whatever no, I it is. Know. It's, it's one of the sides. <laughs> yeah, it's the other. You know, I mean, the fulfillment, you know, fulfillment is an exact science. Yeah, yeah, there's I mean, nothing sexy right. about fulfillment. Logistics. It's a it's a no, it's a it's process. Math. It's a process. Yeah, we have these box slogans that we print on our boxes, and you know, one of them is "You write the songs, and we'll ship the merch." I mean, there's that's yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it's got to yeah. be. Is is yeah. you know, you 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 became a, a musician for a certain reason, not to yeah. become a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and hire somebody who has that expertise, right? Let, let me ask you about merch in general. Are, are there any new items that are kind of exciting or different that you find that are, you know, I mean, is it still just the the black t or you know the t-shirt and the cap that's, that tend to sell or the program or the backstage things? Or are there, you know, because I see really creative merch items at shows from time to time, but I'm wondering, is there anything that's you know, trending anything new and different over the years, or is it still the same old kind of stuff? I, you know, I mean, you're gonna no, no matter how hard we try, honestly, we're still gonna sell more black T-shirts than, than than anything. I think it's just the nature of just nature of rock and roll. But you know, 
you have, you know, I would say the first step at the, of that is you look at sort of, you know, the second subset of, 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 of apparel items that sort of track fashion. So, you know, one year it might be like a raglan sleeve and the next year it might be, you know, a tri-blend with, with uh, like a heathered tri-blend in a multiple different colors or, 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 you know, a certain hoodie or, or, you know, a certain printing technique uh, or a placement. Like sometimes it's a couple of years ago it was over the zipper and, and now it's multiple small placements around around uh, the hoodie, you know. And then from there, I mean, you know, a, lo- a lot of times you'll have something that really checks or connects with an audience that's, that's um, very referential to the band. You know, we sell a lot of, you know, we do uh, postmodern jukebox. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them. but Sure. Sort of, yeah. I mean, we sell, we actually sell, um, you know, the, the actual music books for them. You know, that, oh, like sheet music. Yeah, sheet music for all the standards that they play. And that connects really well with that audience, you know, because of what it is. Right. Um, Got it. You know, you know, things like that. I'm trying to think of another example. Um, you know, I used, yeah. do, I used to do Larry the Cable Guy for, for years. I'm not sure if that was on my list. But he had this one camo hat that had a fish hook stuck to it. And we would sell thousands of those. We would sell thousands of those hats because it was connected so much with what sure. his, with his uh, comedy routine. So yeah. that's what I really think trends. You know, I, I wouldn't see, you know, yeah, I mean, last year or two years ago was the year of the, the, uh, the, uh, the silicone bracelet. And I, I'd say in the last year, we've got a lot of requests for bandanas and stuff. But, I, you know, I think it really comes down to tracking fashion trends on the one side and then really referential product on the other. And, 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 and this is exactly why somebody needs a merchandising company, in my opinion. Because if, you, if, if, if you're doing this on your own, I can guarantee you, you're not paying attention to trends. The you're trends. not watching. Yeah. What, I mean, you're watching what happens with another band, and you might sit there and go, you know what, this is going to be perfect for this band as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. If, and and and. And the fact that you have your eyes across the entire market of what everybody's doing, what all fans are buying, is something that you can bring to the table to benefit a band. If you are trying to do this on your own, um, I guarantee you, you're you're basically going to have just enough time to manufacture a black T-shirt with your logo on it and get that done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I mean, there's, there's the, you know, there's a tipping point. I think. Um, I, I, I try not to, you know, we try not to get involved with a band too early because I think we end up costing them money that they could just, you know, there's, there's a point where it's manageable themselves maybe before the, before the web store and 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 uh, is is necessary and, and and you know when 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 touring is maybe a couple weeks, a couple week blocks here and there. I mean, the local print printer, not to turn away any business, but the local printer is probably going to do a better job. Than us, but you know there is a, a point, and I think it's gotten earlier and earlier over the years, um, where 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 our sort of scale kicks in, and that's where we try to 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 uh, discover most of our bands. And that's how do you actually- how does that process work? If if I'm in a band, and you know we're having some success and we're playing live, and the audiences are getting larger, and maybe we're finding that we're not managing our merch is you know missing some opportunities. Um, how does that process work? How would I reach out to you and have you consider my band for uh, either you know some kind of licensing or distribution deal? I mean, it's, it's pretty organic. I mean, you know, we're all you know, and everyone says this, and it's, it's probably true. But like like we were saying earlier in the conversation, I mean, we're all music fans. Um, 
you know, I think all of us here really are, excuse me, failed musicians, you know, so, so, so um, you know, we, we're still listening to music, we're still loving new music, um, chances are, there's a, probably a, a better than even chance that we'll, we'll, we'll contact you before you contact us. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, we definitely keep our ears to the ground. Um, and then from there, the conversation sort of just, you know, becomes a little bit of a, of a math equation, really. I mean, we, we talk about what your plans are and, 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 and how that translates into a, to, into a amount of product that, that you'll need to sell. And, and, and then from there, we, you know, if it, you know, we decide if it, if it makes sense for us to, uh, to be involved and, you know, sort of share in some of that revenue. That's interesting. I mean, do you have like scouts or do you like look at Polestar to kind of see who's, who's kind of trending and who's filling up arenas and who's supporting and you're kind of watching the uh, tour market to see what's going on? Yeah, I mean, everyone here is an A&R person to, to some degree, uh, <laughs> most, mostly because we ask them to, but, but, but mostly really, well, partially because we ask them to, but mostly because they want to. And, and, and everyone that works here, and there's probably 15 of us, are, you know, we have this channel on Slack that, that's just constantly turning over with things we should check out. And, and then myself and, and a couple of the senior guys sort of wade through that and, and, and make the contacts. I mean, that, that's, our, that's our scouting system. That must be the fun part of discovering something that's kind of just about to pop and able to get in there and uh, you know provide that service for them when they yeah. need it. Yeah. yeah, I spend my mornings working on on finance issues and and things like that, and you know come two or three in the afternoon to get through that end of the day. I switch over to the more creative stuff. Fun. Yeah. What what kind of advice or tips could you give to bands that? Are, are working with you or a mer any merchandising company, but that would make your life easier. They should listen to us all the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, that, that that's not the answer. But, the, 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 you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, you sometimes get the, and it's, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, 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 I tend to find it in the older bands. It, it's, they sort of get, you know, and I think we all do. You know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be in a band to sort of drop into these preconceived notions on how things should be. And I, you know, I, I think sometimes our biggest challenge is, is taking a maybe a mid-career client and 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 you know, trying to you know tr you know trying to help convince them that you know at some point you have to start designing for your fans and not not for yourself anymore. Yeah, that that's a that's a great point. It I really was, is. I was going to bring that up earlier <laughs> that, um, you know, when you create t-shirts any merchandise you're creating it because you want your fans to buy it not because it's what you personally want to wear on your day off mm -hmm. and you know i i remember always saying you know when i when i was working in the in merchandise it's like man i'd love nothing more than a nice polo with the logo here mm -hmm. and and you know the the response always coming back from the the, the a and r people everybody else was like we'd love it too but we'll sell about twelve of them. Yeah, yeah. We never let, <laughs> we never let yeah. tour managers design merchandise because of that. Yeah, you know? you're gonna get the polo. You're gonna get the nice long sleeve collared shirt. It's like, yeah. no. I mean, great, great. That's what you want to wear, and yeah. and maybe we'll we'll do a special run just for you and your crew of twelve, twenty four shirts or whatever. Yeah. But don't put that out on the road because the people want 
the black t-shirt, the long sleeves, the hoodies. Maybe you won't wear it, but you know what? It doesn't matter because you just sold 5,000 of them to your fans. Right. Well, a lot of these guys, I mean, this is their, this is a big deal for these people going to these shows. They want those tour dates on the back so they can show their friends, hey, that's my city. That's the show I saw. You know, they want that that look and feel. You know, it's it's a big deal. They want to wear it to school or, or to work and show their friends, hey, you know, look what, look what I did. I went to this thing. And mm-hmm. as much as I love some of the the shirt you just described, Michael. I've got a couple of those, and I, I cherish those, but I get that they're not for the masses. Yeah, the, 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 the nice stitched, embroidered logo over the pocket. Right. It's like, yeah, we can do that. It'll look beautiful. It's expensive as heck, and you'll sell yeah. one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, and to, to add, add value, I mean, when we, when we do are able to sort of maybe update a band's look, I mean, there's definitely been cases where, We've increased sales just by simply saying, you know, what do you have a designer in house? Like, do you yeah, have we, artists? We, we, like, we do. I mean, we have a, you know, the designers in house tend to, to to function more as art directors, you know, because it's, it's really impossible to to hire the people that can cover every single style that we need to cover. Um, so they, you know, they work as art directors, and we 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 just sort of draw from a a pretty pretty big network of freelancers out there. How much how much work will you actually do? helping an artist grow their visual brand meaning it's not just designing the t-shirt but are you helping them with the logo that they might use on their next album are you helping them with album artwork are you helping them with website designs i mean are you branching out and helping them in other areas of their brand we have you know i mean it's 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 really a case-by-case um situation you know, I mean, we, you know, the way we look at artwork is 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 that it's all work for hire. So um, anything we, we create, they own the artists. You know, um, and you know, and they and they pay for it. So they, you know, they use it for however they want. And I've definitely seen um, definitely seen stuff that we've done end up in future iterations of of to your point, packaging design or other things. And you know, there's also you know, once or twice a year, we'll we'll sit down and specifically you know help someone create a create like a you know a design package but you know logo design is a pretty specialized field yeah. you know and, yeah. and 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 you know and, and our merchandise tends to be a little bit more illustrative i think and and and, and you know maybe not you know maybe not creative is the, maybe not the right word but you know it's 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 a little bit more you know it's 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 it's, it's a little, little bit more uh or, le- or or less 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 confined to a specific design pack, you know, design element, you know, we tend to sort of go a little bit more crazy. Yeah. Are there yeah. tiers or levels of merch, you know, uh, you know, for say the Uber fan, when you go to a show, maybe there's something, you know, kind of introductory, whether it's, you know, the wristband or something small that's inexpensive for somebody who doesn't have a lot of money, then your typical shirts. But I guess what I'm looking for is, are you consciously looking for, say, an expensive item, whether it's a, a jacket or something that's kind of expensive for that Uber fan, as well as, you know, do you have tiers and levels for, for your merch for shows? Yeah, we do. I mean, you know, you know the, and, and, and the, the min-max on that um, sort of changes depending on, 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 on basically you know, how big the band is. You know, you know a club band, there's not going to be Mm-mm. that much of a spread. But, you know, something like Fall Out Boy, yeah, we'll have the $10 yeah. wristband, but we also have the, you know, the, the $100 custom jacket as well, for sure. 
you know. Yeah. But but I think really where it's going for us, and I think everyone is, is that a lot of that premium stuff or that that limited stuff or you know that exclusive access stuff is all happening online now, really, and 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 through the VIPs too. Well, that's that brings up a good point. If you're when you sell all this merch, and let's say it's on the road. Um, when the tour is over or even during the tour, is the same merch being sold online? And if so, is it similar pricing is, or is it just relegated to at the end of the tour kind of selling through what didn't sell? We, we do that. I mean, you know, we have to. We have to have, a, have, a, have an outlet for, for overstocks for sure. But, sure. you know, we really try, uh, or our online guys really try to have a certain percentage of that overall product mix be exclusive to the web. I mean, you know, it, it, it's got to be its own, it, it's, it's got to be its own retail store. Right. You know, these, these, are, these aren't just web stores, you know, on a, sitting on, a, on, the, on the Manhead server anymore. I mean, they're like online boutiques that are direct extensions of these bands. They have to be. Right. You know, via that, their websites? Via, via the artist's websites? Via the artist's websites. And Spotify, all their maybe. I, mean, I know yeah. Spotify does a lot of merch. Spotify, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are all white label stores now. Awesome. You know, I mean, we're designing specifically for the band, so it just becomes an extension of their, of their you know, online presence and brand. Is it seasonal at all? Sorry, Michael. No, is, 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 it, is it seasonal at all? I mean, do you find that it changes from winter to summer as far as, you know, any measurable difference? Yeah, I mean, it tracks, it tracks you know, traditional retail now. I mean, we, we just had, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that last week, and it was, you know, we had the same spikes that any retailer would expect, you know, and we, and we marketed to, to that effect as well. You know, with the big Friday sales and, and the, the sales again on, 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 on the Monday. And, of course, now we're in the, well, if you missed the weekend because you're under a rock, here's some more sales. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's, just, it's just the holiday season. We're just Do you go direct season. or is it all through the artists? I mean, do you have your, do you send out a catalog? Uh, actual physical catalog, anyone? No. Those days are, no. Those days are over, yeah. The good old yeah. mail order. Remember when you would cut out the, yeah, exactly. one of the page and fill it out? I never had really good handwriting, so... Um, I, I never did that, uh, uh, and no me, more. And no more, pa- you know, taping a penny to the card either. That right, <laughs> self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, sazy. Yeah. Um, th- this this is a going back to the the discussion where it's sort of like you guys are all A and R reps looking for new bands. What's the chance of a band getting a a merchandising deal if they don't tour heavily? They've got a big online presence. They've got a lot of online fans, but for whatever reason, touring just is not. You know, they're 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 not touring sure. six months out of the year. They sure, might or if touring. you're a you're a YouTube star or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, are are merchandise deals possible in those situations? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's there's no there's no tried and true like formula of of you must tour X dates. You must have this profile over here and this profile over there. I mean. It, you know, it's it's case by case, like you guys are already saying. I mean, you, you've got it. I mean, it, like the YouTube stars, for example. I mean, they don't tour, but we're able to. I mean, we're working on some capitalize projects now. On it. Yeah, yeah, we're able to find other ways to capitalize it where it's going to be an online thing and to offset the online thing. The licensing makes a lot more sense in cases like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say that that. Um, 
that we necessarily have to have every single channel firing equally for it to be successful. Um, but you know, on the other side of that equation, it you know it does help when they are firing properly on those cylinders because they they sort of tend to feed off each other, and and, and this sort of sum of all those parts ends up being a, a more successful project, I think. You know, yeah. right. so it's everything. I mean, do you deal with say internet memes? You know. Some of those things, do you capitalize on those when they, they happen, or is it pretty much mostly rock and roll entertainment? We have the ability. We haven't done, well, you know, we tried that, and it didn't work. But um, yeah. we have done similar stuff. We, I mean, we have, we have hot market ability, which is probably the best way to put it, where, where um, you know, we're able to print on demand. We're able to get up a, a new design in, you know, literally seconds um, and without inventory, and then and then print print them as they through print on demand technology print them as they're ordered. So we've done some things with some athletes, for example, where where they might have a you know some result of of, of some trash talking or something like that. The Sunday before becomes a T-shirt Monday morning, and we might sell a thousand over the next couple and then, days. And, and then by the next weekend, it's history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're hurt. You know, <laughs> ship gold, return um, platinum. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, their, their quarterback yeah. rating has gone into the toilet or something, but, 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 you know, um, yeah. that's, you know, that would probably work. You know, we, we've tried it with, 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 um, with some different things like memes, you know, but, the, but, but, you know, the challenge there too is, is we're not the only ones. I mean, this, the, the, the tech, you know, the technology has brought the, 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 the uh, the barriers of entry way down and, and, you yeah, know, you, you, you guys could set up a Teespring account well, after I, this. Yeah. I was call. just, I was just going to ask you, so how do you. How do you, what's your answer to an artist who would say, why should I sign, do something with Manhead? I can do Zazzle right now. And I can have a, I I can have a product line of 50 different items with my logo slapped on it. I mean, what, what's your response Mm to that? Um, well, yeah, you can, you know, and, 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 and we, in fact, work with those companies, uh, as a, as an element to our overall service you know I, I think eventually web stores or, or, or a band's web uh, experiences m- might be sort of a landing page for any number of offers you know I, I can see it certainly going that way so almost to the extent to so what you're saying is you might actually license a band's property to zazzle sure yeah or or or, or you know there's we, we have apis with certain companies that allow us to to, to actually integrate their technology directly into our site I mean, we do that all the time but as well. but you know for a band who who doesn't know a lot and just goes, well, I can do T-shirts just fine on Cafe Press. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I guess my question is, what's what's the difference in quality and support and service between doing Cafe Press and revenue? To, you know, what yeah, kind and, of and, and, revenue, and revenue versus with yeah. a dedicated merch company? You know, I think I I I, I sort of there. I mean, it's, it's sort of going to be an extremely organic answer. But things have a way of working out, and 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 at the point where the cafe press model becomes too much of a burden, or those those sort of those sort of pre prepackaged website layouts and things like that don't sort of properly you know do that band any justice anymore, um, is is about the time where the touring is kicking off and maybe Hot Topic is calling right. and, and and or they're going to Europe or something like that, and, and I, I just sort of think it's a na- just that's the sort of natural step. And there's sort of this gray area where we tend to find 
find the band Got it. somewhere post yeah. Cafe Press and pre first London show or something, you know. So so maybe what it is 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 they're dipping their toes into the merchandise world with a Cafe Press, and six months mm-hmm. later they're learning all of the pitfalls that go along with that realizing all right this yeah. isn't ba- this isn't great this isn't great and and now they come yeah. to you almost better prepared for a merchandise deal and maybe learning right. what their demand is you know maybe learning what their true you know what the true interest is in those products yeah yeah i mean the data is certainly great um and and you know i mean it's look look i we're 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 we're, we're here to 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 have a profitable business, but you know, honestly, you know, you know, it has to work both ways. And 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 again, there is there is a there is a tipping point where it makes sense to bring in a partner. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, and I, and I think any sort of cafe press or or, or personal zazzle thing is well below that threshold. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super so, interesting so, stuff. So, so Patrick, where can our listeners find you guys online? Whether they're looking to buy some merchandise or whether they want to reach out to you and see if you're interested in working with them. Okay, well all our web stores sit on a sit on uh, um, gomerch.com so it's g o m e r c h.com and you can get to all our web stores through there. And then our sort of corporate site is manheadmerch.com and it's got um, you know you know a rundown of all our services and there's there's links to contact me directly or or anyone that works here. So gomerch.com and manhead.com. Perfect. And for anybody who's listening who thinks they're ready for that merch deal, reach out. Reach out to Manhunt. I mean, they yeah, yeah. they definitely sure. provide these services um, you're going to want. And and that's more than just somebody who says they can print T-shirts for you. I mean, I I, I love the fact that you guys do the whole the whole licensing aspect of this because that's a it's a big part of a <laughs> a, a growing artist's career. And that's an important knowledge base. It's nice to have that kind of experience behind you, especially if you're new. You know, as you mentioned earlier, that's very valuable. You know, than going out and just trying it on your own and doing the trial and error. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you, you write the songs, we'll do the rest. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Patrick, this was great. I love chatting about I love chatting about T shirts. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. It was very insightful. We appreciate well, you your time. Much. Thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, that was such a fun discussion with Patrick, and I could talk merch all the time. Oh, I, mean, I know just, you could. Just because it's in my blood. I mean, that's where I spent many years working. And Well, and, even as a fan, I mean, you know so much about merch on both sides. You've yeah. got... You've got the guy who understands that that Kiss Road Crew shirt, like, uh, for me, that is my most cherished possession, right? Yep. But... You also know you've been to so many shows where you've bought the shirt and you've had both experiences, right? You've bought one that just lasted forever and was cool and it was just awesome. And then you've had those ones that just kind of fell apart and you felt kind of cheated. Or yep. Merch is it's a lot more complex than I think people realize. It, 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 it really is. And, you know, Patrick kind of laughed when, when I asked him what would you – what advice would you give artists? And he says, listen to us. But the truth is, do listen to your merchandise person because they're not just bullshitting you. I mean, no, I, 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 can, I can tell you the years I was working in merchandising, there is so much data that they know, all right, in this city, we need to do 200 more shirts than we need to do in the previous city because right. of the last 10 years of sales history that we've been tracking. Sure. We know as merchandisers 
exactly how many black t-shirts are going to sell versus white t-shirts versus a ball hat versus um a, a hoodie sizes they, they, they've got male, this female. down to a freaking science i mean and that's what patrick was saying you know it, it's a lot of it is is not sexy but when when your merchandiser says great you want to do that super intricate button up all over t-shirt design great but our estimates are you're going to sell 24 of those on this tour yeah you need a nice simple two-sided black t-shirt with the tour dates on the back and a nice big logo on the front because that's what people buy the that's numbers right. show it so that's and if you've that's, only got so much room in the truck exactly. and, and and plus you know these venues take a cut they take a and cut. if and if you're they're going to take if you've got a hundred dollar item they're they're going to take a you know as a percentage they're going to take a little they, bit more they dough take, they could take 30 percent 40 percent of yeah. uh of, of a of a sale so yeah, listen listen to merchandising people. They they understand this business. They know how to make it work. They they you know they know that you don't have to fill a truck up with all of your t-shirts for an entire three month tour that will only take one month out with us. And that when you pull into Nashville, you're gonna go run over to uh, the airport and you're gonna pick up in cargo the next month's worth of shirts. Um, they know how to run this like uh, a science and they're there yeah. again there's a lot more to it than just printing a t-shirt and taking 10 bucks out of venue yeah it, take it seriously definitely take it seriously i mean i i've heard talk to so many bands at, at at clubs that are like listen for us to get to tomorrow night show is we count on selling t-shirts tonight yeah that's yeah. what puts the gas in that's what might buy our hotel room versus sleeping in the van um take it seriously i mean the more merch you sell the more money in your pocket allow be, you to record will allow you to tour and let's be honest it's yeah. a walking billboard mm -hmm. it's a walking billboard for who knows how long that that fan is going to be walking around with your your logo and your band's name out there couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's it. You know, it's funny. My dad always had a joke where I don't wear anybody's logos unless they pay me to wear the logo. Mm -hmm. And and you've got fans that are wanting to pay you to basically advertise advertise your, as advertise yeah. your band. Yeah. Take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Check, reach reach out to Patrick and Manhead. Maybe there's something you guys can do there. Um, I would love a little homework question uh, as any of our listeners who are doing merchandising. What what have you found beyond the basic black t-shirt? We know that's always going to be there. What 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 have you found that works for you? What was the interesting item that surprised you that people were buying this type this style of shirt or this this type of hoodie or this jacket or what what have you found from a merchandising standpoint that worked really well? for you yeah let's let's, Good. let's share some advice and some tips for everybody here all right guys that's it until next week i do think we have another special guest lined up next week we've got a few of them coming down the road yeah we here. do all right so um until next week everybody see you soon take care